friends, welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. We'll be talking about where we fit into God's story. And I want to start with a quote from the show Reba. There are millions of stars circling millions of moons that's circling millions of planets and millions of galaxies that all revolve around one point in the universe. That point is not you. As we look at the Bible, God's story from long ago, we like to see different Bible characters, and a lot of times when we read the Bible, we want to find what God is saying about us. I don't know if you do that, but do you ever find yourself reading the Bible and seeing where you fit in? Oh, would I be this character? Would I be this character? What is God saying about me? Does he say that he loves me? Does he say that I'm beautiful and valued? We know the Bible tells us that we are loved, redeemed, and valued in Isaiah 43. It also tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made in Psalm 139. But the Bible is not about us. And there's a really good podcast by Jen Wilkin called Why the Bible Hasn't Fixed Your Self-Esteem Issues that talks about that a lot of times we go to the Bible looking for our personal validation and wanting to find self-confidence and self-worth. And God does love us and he values us and he redeems us. Those are all very true things, but the Bible wasn't made for us to feel good about ourselves. The Bible is a spotlight on who God is. Christianity is not about finding your identity and your self-worth. It's about knowing who he is, the one who is worthy and glorious and awesome. The Bible is not about us, it's about God. There are Bible characters, but the Bible is not about Moses or Paul or Jonah. It's about who God is and what he has done, not what other people have done. He uses us, we are messed up humans, but he still uses us. And I think a really great example of that is from 1 Corinthians. Paul says, Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards, not many were influential, not many were of noble birth, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption." Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. So it's not about us being great and amazing that God chose us and loved us. It says that God chose the weak things, the despised things. It's not because we are so lovable and amazing that God chose to pursue us. It's because his, his love is so great. It's because he is worthy and glorious and awesome. And his plan is greater than anything that we can think of or imagine. Have you ever been in a situation where you realized that you were chosen for a certain job or to be on a team, not because you were really good, but because you were actually willing and crazy enough to do it? I definitely found myself in that situation before where I wasn't maybe super qualified, but no one else was willing to jump in and do it. And so because I was willing, I was chosen and I could accomplish the task. And that's what God does with us. It's not necessarily because, you know, we have these great skills or we're great speakers. God chose Moses not because he was a great speaker, but because of the position that God had 
Moses in. And Moses wasn't necessarily willing at first, but then he was willing and God used him. It's all about his, God's great love because we are his people, but not because of anything that we have done. It's all about what he has done. Another great Bible character is King David. And as you may know, David makes a lot of really bad decisions, but he is a man after God's own heart. And so there's a lot we can learn, even in David's mistakes, he is really good about repenting and turning back to God. And early on in his story, in 2 Samuel, God God tells David about his future family, and this is called the Davidic covenant, but he also tells him that there will be a king that will come through his line that will establish the kingdom forever. And that was talking about Jesus. So he's basically saying that through David, the Messiah would come. And at the time they had no idea, you know, that Jesus would come and save us from our sins, but God was speaking that already. And how David responds, I think is a great way for us to respond when we, when God blesses us and not in a way that's like, oh yes, I deserve this. And I'm so glad that you brought this to me because I am worthy and lovable, but because of how great God is. So this is David's response. Then King David went in, sat in the Lord's presence and said, who am I, Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? What you have done so far was a little thing to you, Lord God, for you have also spoken about your servant's house in the distant future. And this is a revelation for mankind, Lord God. What more can David say to you? You know your servant, Lord God. Because of your word and according to your will, you have revealed all these great things to your servant. This is why you are great, Lord God. There is no one like you, and there is no God beside you, as all we have heard confirms. And who is like your people, Israel? God came to one nation on earth in order to redeem a people for himself, to make a name for himself, and to perform them perform for them great and awesome acts, driving out nations and their gods before your people, you redeemed for yourself from Egypt. You established your people Israel to be your own people forever, and you, Lord, have become their God. Now, Lord God, fulfill the promise forever that you have made to your servant and his house. Do as you have promised, so that your name will be exalted forever. When it is said, the Lord of armies is over Israel, the house of your servant David will be established before you. Since you, Lord of armies, God of Israel, have revealed this to your servant when you said, I will build a house for you. Therefore, your servant has found the courage to pray this prayer to you. Lord God, you are God, your words are true, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now please bless your servant's house, so that it will continue before you forever. For you, Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing, your servant's house will be blessed forever. I just love this prayer because I love how David recognizes that the people Israel and that he himself like are nothing. And that's all about how great God is and that God is a covenant-keeping God. And that's what makes him so great. God doesn't make covenants with us because we're going to hold up our end of the deal. We are very flawed and we often mess up. But he keeps his covenant. And when he made this promise to David long ago, he, did not, he didn't let it fall to the earth and not return completed, but he completed it. He sent Jesus through David's line. And he, the story that God has in the Bible continues today. 
you can finish reading Revelation, but there are still people walking this earth who are filled with the Holy Spirit, and God is still working here on earth. I just think it's so important for us to recognize that the Bible is not about us. God does speak to us, and He uses us, but it's not because we are great. It is because of who He is. In John 1, verse 3, it says, Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. And Romans eleven thirty six 36 says, For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. And in Jude, verse 25, it says, To the one God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. So friends, just remember, God does love you and He's redeemed you and you are valuable, but it's all about Him. Everything that we do is for the one who is worthy of all praise and all glory and all power. Thanks for joining us today for the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. And I want to let you know where we're going. In upcoming episodes, we have some guests who are coming on the podcast, so I'm super excited to share with you. And after that, because the Bible is all about God and what He's doing, I want us to really dive into character traits and attributes of God. So we will be starting that very soon. Because if the Bible and Christianity is all about Him, let's get to know Him better. So tune in next week. You can connect with us on Instagram at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. And please share, write reviews, and just let us know how God is speaking to you. See you next week.